Welcome to the Your Bold Life podcast. I'm Val Selby, and for those of us women over 40, I take a stand that it's time for us to take our turn. Let's stop the cycle that we think we're the only ones going through tons of changes after 40. Instead, let's share stories and learn how we're all going through so much of the same crap. We just don't tell each other. So who do you want to be when you grow up? Me? I still have no idea. And I've 100% decided to stop stressing myself out about it. There are definitely traits that I want to highlight in myself. These are things about my personality that I want to embrace more of and see where it takes me. You know, things like my love of talking. <laughs> things like my passion for different, different uh, topics that will pop up. Now, obviously, I, I just decided to jump into the podcasting by taking, taking my love of talking and putting it into a different format so that I don't drive my husband insane in our empty nest. <laughs> I can only talk to the dog so much, right? <laughs> so it's just one of those things where I am just seeing where it takes me. It's a part of my personality that I embraced a few years ago. And every time I embrace it just a little bit more and a little bit more, it leads me to things like the podcast, to wanting to do speaking when speaking engagements open back up, uh, to, to using it, seeing how I can use it for good. Who knows, right? But the more I embrace it and the more I'm okay with it, the more new things open up that I'm like, yeah, maybe let's try it. It's super scary, but maybe let's try it. <laughs> so while there's things about my personality that I want to highlight and things about my personality that I want to embrace more of and see where they take me, there is a big thing that I no longer want to embrace, and that is changing who I am for others. Now, I decided I did this for quite a few decades. Um, I used my big personality as a wall to fend off many and pretend that I had self-confidence that I did not have. Um, it, it was a shield. It was absolutely a shield. But then I let people into my circle that shot me down for that same big personality. So I would use my big, boisterous personality, my being too loud, my laughing too much, my sharing too much. Um, I would use all of that as that big buffer because some people aren't attracted to that, right? So it was just this easy wall that the louder I was, the more I looked like I was confident. That's the bullshit I told myself. Because it, I was using it versus it just happening. It just being me. Now, the crazy thing was is that when I was just being me, I surrounded myself and let the wrong people in that were not okay with the parts of my personality. And I do take ownership for that because I created that environment, right? which also means that I got to change that environment and take ownership of that as well. And in fact, the story of when this happened, that I had this pivotal change and really realized what I was doing to myself uh, is coming out in a book in just a couple of weeks. 
Um, so I'm not going to tell you this story here because, of course, I'm going to want you to go and read my book. Oh, my God, I'm in a book. And I talk about that experience that led me to finally giving myself permission to be me and love all that makes me me. And that's not saying that there's not days that I'm just like totally in the self-doubt. Of course, I'm human. All of us have that. It's a human thing. We have the self-doubt, especially when we're trying to do things. Now, over the years, I've worked through a lot within myself. And I definitely did not do it in an easy way. I would say, you know, I want to say not always easy, but I would say I was most definitely doing it the hard way most of the time. I... I've never been one that read self-help books. I'm not against them. I just didn't. In fact, I, I just got in a bad habit where I don't read anymore. And I uh, used to love to read. So if I'd kept up that reading, I might have been into the self-help books more. It might have been a natural go-to versus just me sitting in my head working through things, which is just not the way to do it. <laughs> It's the wrong way to go through self-improvement. It is absolutely the hard way. It led me to figuring out more of the easy ways, though. Thank goodness, because I would get to a certain point where I'd work through something, and I'm just like, why? Why did you just beat yourself up for months? Or possibly over a year trying to figure out why I was this way and if it was okay and just analyzing the bejesus out of it. But thankfully I'm at a point where I have realized that so much growth can be done and it doesn't have to be difficult. There are plenty of difficult situations where we have to be tough and work through some tough stuff, but that means that there's other points that we really need to figure out the easy way. And I have a great, great way to bring out the personality traits that you want to embrace more. And that is to surround yourself with people you want to be like. I know it sounds easy. And it is. So no, I don't mean going and don't mean going all single white female and cutting your hair, sleeping with their boyfriend. I'm going to go and check out where I can watch that movie though, because it was a really good movie. <laughs> I mean, paying attention to the people with personality traits you like and accomplish accomplishments that you wish to have more of. So, just consider this big one. If you want to be a speaker, then you go to groups and hang out with other speakers, am I right? When we have a goal we'd like to achieve, we go find the school or class or workshop or group that is also working towards that goal. Now for me, I can look at this now with all the hindsight 2020 crap and look back at it and, and go, well, why didn't I do that? Why, why didn't I go find schools and classes and workshops? Honestly, when I was in the midst of all of my self-work, I did not completely realize that I was doing self-work. 
I had so much that hit me all at the same time. And I was also going through hormonal, absolutely, absolute hormonal disruption because I'd had my, my, uh, I'd, I'd had my medically induced menopause with my full hysterectomy and I just played it off a lot on that. I thought that that was the big deal. I didn't realize that it was the combination of everything. It was the complete loss of hormones. It was the emptiness. It was the loss of parents. Everything had combined together and I did not realize that because I did not reach out. So like I said, I did things the hard way instead of the, uh, the normal way where when, when things are completely upside down, you're like, oh, well, is there a workshop for that? Is there a class for that? I honestly had no idea that that was what I needed to even search for for myself. So like I said, when we have a goal, I didn't have a goal back then. I just knew I didn't want to be, I didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I was setting boundaries, but I didn't know what my boundaries needed to be. And I didn't know where the outcome was going or where I was going with anything. And I wish at that time I had just had a little bit more thought to reach out and figure out exactly what was going on, to go and reach out to others about the empty nest for one thing. That's a huge one. I, I easily could have gone and searched out some of um, the, the previous moms that I knew were already empty nesters that were ahead of me in, in high school. I could have done some reaching out. I just, uh, I wasn't in a mindset where I thought that that was really the problem. I thought that I just needed to muddle through it because that was just life. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in my self-growth is that even if it is just life and I consider it, it's just life, that doesn't mean that I don't need to reach out to other people. So that got just a little bit off topic, but that leads me to the grabbing people and paying attention to the personality traits that you want and surrounding yourself with those people that you want to be more like. So for example, when I just brought up emptiness, I immediately had an, a person pop up in my head and um, her kids, her youngest graduated with, my, with our oldest. And so she'd already gone through quite a bit of all of the transitions with her three kids, right? And I wish it had popped into my head to reach out to her and to some other of the parents because they'd already gone through it a couple of years ahead of me because all of their kids had already gone and I still had the one left before he graduated. And it would have been so amazing to reach out and, and have had some of those pain points to talk about, to uh, realize that, you know what? Yes, we're all feeling that way and it's okay. Let's all feel this way together <laughs> and we'll work through it. And the great thing is, is the reason she popped into my head is because I did get smart later on. I did open up to some major things going on and I reached out to her and she's been an excellent source for any of that uh, strangeness that still happens when you're parenting adult kids. Uh, 
And so, yeah, I just got that picture and that just like, oh, that just, it gave me the warm fuzzies. I wish I'd reached out to her earlier. I didn't, but I have her now. And I love her calmness. She does have traits that um, might not necessarily ever be mine. <laughs> I'm calmer than I ever have been in my life. Um, but, but I like being around her because she does have a, a, she does have qualities that make me feel good to be around for one thing. Uh, she's a positive person. So it's, it's awesome to just be able to reach out to her and say, Hey, you know what? I could use a pickup and know that you're not being judged. So surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Uh, that can be, like I said, with the empty nest. It could be that you want to set a goal of being a speaker. It could be that you want to start a new business. It could be that you want to switch jobs. It could be so many different things out there, but surround yourself with like-minded individuals because there you can gain the confidence that how you're feeling is okay because others feel that calling too or they feel that that hurt or that confusion too so you're you gain confidence when you know that you're not the only one there's power in that justification as screwed up as it might sound there's power in that justification that you're not the only one and of course it's a lot easier to hit goals when there are people in different stages of hitting their goal that's similar to yours. So you can be, you can find mentors and you can also be the mentor to others. And, and both of those things are going to boost your confidence. Now I say all of this for a specific reason. As you gain confidence and go after new goals, there will be people in your life sometimes very close people that will try to shut you down and sometimes they'll succeed. Depending on your boundaries, it could be blatant or it could be backhanded. So, you know, those backhanded compliments of, oh, really? That's awesome. They don't even have to give a full compliment, but you can hear it in the tone of their voice, right? It's not awesome. Those are the confidence suckers and are not going to want you to gain your confidence and leave their swamp of misery. Now, when you surround yourself with more of the people that you want to be like, you take away the power those naysayers have over you. You leave less room for them to be able to come into your life and suck the confidence out. You prioritize hanging out with the positive people over those yucky people because you're not going to want to feel yucky. Who wants to hang out with the yucky people when you can hang out with the fun people that make you feel good? You set boundaries easier because you realize there are people that will gladly support you and also treat you right and treat you well, which I know if you are in that swamp of misery right now, 
Believe me, I know that is really, really hard to visualize. And I have cried tears of joy. And I'm not a crier. I hate crying. Menopause changed that, though. Now I'm a crier. Well, I feel like I'm a crier. <laughs> I've cried tears of joy when I have found these people that are so positive because I just keep waiting for them to backstab me, give me the backhanded compliment, shut me down somehow. But they are legit my cheerleaders because they want to see me succeed, sometimes even more than I want to see me succeed because my confidence will drop while I'm doing something new, right? It gets scary when you're doing something new. So this is the easiest way to start setting boundaries that work like magic. And one of the hard things is I know that all not, but I know all, all relationships can't be this smooth of a transition into, into working into more boundaries just by spending less time together. I realize that over the decades I've had to woman up and have difficult conversations about how I would now be treated, especially when I uh, came upon the moment in the book that I wrote about. And uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot more boundaries that had to be set in place and they were hard ones. I had to have quite a few hard discussions and conversations to set, set boundaries with some really important people in my life. Now, if your boundaries are wishy-washy and you would like to get with a group of women to work on how you are allowing, but not just allowing, how you are teaching others to treat you, I'd love it if you'd join me in my Bold Life Bold Boundaries Workshop. It's all about figuring out who we're having the wishy-washy boundaries with, who needs to possibly be cut, and all with the focus of figuring out who the wonderful people are in our life right this minute that we can work on spending more time with and leaving less time for the yucky people. So you can swim out of that swamp of misery. So thank you for joining me today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.